Well, good morning and welcome to Superhero Sunday. Can we give God a round of applause for all those who serve at Trinity South Naperville? My name is Pastor Mike. If we've never met before, it's a pleasure and an honor to serve with you today as we explore what it means to be a servant in the kingdom of God. But I just wanted to take this Sunday, like we do every year at the very end of the year, and just say thank you to everyone who serves. Now, that includes not only the people who serve here at our site. And by the way, if you didn't know it, we have several people who serve behind the scenes here at Trinity South Naperville. They include those who work on Kid Street, which we don't have Kid Street today because we're doing a family all-in event. But normally we have Kid Street, which includes two rooms that meet out in the hallways for elementary age kids and then for preschoolers and even down to babies and infants. If you serve on Kid Street, would you just raise your hand, please? Yeah, let's give them a round of applause. Thank you so much for serving. If you happen to serve in worship arts, which includes all the praise team folks up here and the people who serve in the booth in the back, if you serve in those capacities, it's kind of weird to have you raise your hand because we sort of know that you're serving up front anyway. Go ahead and throw your hand up and let's give God a round of applause for you. Yeah. If you serve out front with first impressions, the people who greet us as we come in, and the people who set up and tear down the food every week and do all the things that people see when they first come in, if you serve in growth track, teaching or leading growth track, any of those ministries out front, throw your hand up and let's give God a round of applause for you. Yeah. We are so grateful for all the ways that God gives us the opportunity to serve. And the reason we took a little trip down memory lane this morning and watched a little bit of Robin Hood way back from Disney days is because Robin Hood's helping us to celebrate what it means to be a servant leader. Now, Robin Hood in and of himself, you might not consider to be a superhero. In fact, you may have all kinds of designs on what a superhero is. Some superheroes are super cool. Maybe you find yourself somewhere caught between Marvel and DC. Throw your hand up if you're a Marvel fan. Yeah. Now put your hand down. Throw your hand up if you're a DC fan. This is almost like Bears versus Packers. You get a bunch of DCs and Marvels in the room. It's almost like they could go at each other, right? They have a specific slant toward a specific kind of superhero. But what I wanted to share with you today about being a superhero really comes down to this. Whether you heard of superheroes or not, for example, whether you've heard of Matter Eater Lad or Nature Boy or the all-famous Wonder Twins, right? This takes us back to the day. Whether you've heard of all those folks or not, or whether you, like me, consider Robin Hood to be sort of a superhero, one theme is kind of constant among all superheroes, and that is that they serve. Now, even though superheroes have great powers, and superheroes, even if they're weird superheroes like Nature Boy, even if they have great powers, they serve the greater good of humanity or the earth or the animals or something that God has created. And this is what we love about superheroes, and particularly is what I kind of like about Robin Hood. Now, you might not consider Robin Hood necessarily to be a superhero, but when Robin Hood comes along, what does he do? He robs from the, and he gives to the, so, but he's kind of like Jesus in this way, philosophically and metaphysically. All right, if you peel that down a little bit, 
Jesus takes away the pride of the rich and gives it to the poor as encouragement. You could get, that's a little bit of a stretch, right? But you can kind of see how Jesus does that. He takes the pride and, of the rich and brings them down to humility. And he goes to the poor, especially the poor in spirit, like the scripture says. And he does what? He lifts them up and gives them encouragement. So in a way, Jesus is kind of like superhero number one, right? But what I want you to learn, particularly from our superheroes today, and especially from Robin Hood. Now, this is the Russell Crowe Robin Hood. So there's a little bit of a darker side to him. But I'd like to share with you just a little bit of wisdom and insight from Russell Crowe's Robin Hood. Uh, take a look at this. You need to know what I know. Your father was a stonemason. Is that pleasing to you? Yes, it is. But he was more than that. He was a visionary. What did he see? That kings have a need of their subjects, no less than their subjects have need of kings. A dangerous idea. Your father was a philosopher. He had a way of speaking that took you by the ears and by the heart. None of these things can be written down, Robin. You must commit them to your very soul. This is the science of memory. Rise and rise again until lambs become lions. <laughs> Finally, hundreds listened, thousands, who took up his call for the rights of all ranks, from baron to serf. Rise and rise again until lambs become lions. Rise and rise again until lambs become lions. I love this quote so much. The idea that lions come from lambs in the kingdom of God. Now, I don't know where you are in your faith this morning. I don't know how you feel about God or what you think God thinks about you. But when God thinks about you, he sees you as a precious lamb. Do you think of yourself as a precious lamb in the sight of God? Do you think of yourself as a blameless, flawless, spotless lamb in the eyes of God? Do you think of yourself as a lamb that's got some dirty spots on him? Do you think of yourself as a lamb with blemish that's got stuff, dirty stuff that maybe God would not look at? The best news of all is that not only does God see you as a precious, perfect, flawless, blameless lamb without blemish, because of his son, Jesus, but he also has a vision for you in mind. And the vision for you that he has is for you to become a lion. And the way you become a lion, the king of the jungle, the superhero of the animals, is through his power, his glory, and his grace. We believe this about Jesus here at Trinity. We believe that there is nothing we can do to please God. There's nothing we can do to remove our sins and our blemishes and our failures from the sight of God. That Jesus is the one who does that. He's called the Lamb of God who does what? He takes away the sin of the world, right? And he's also called the Lion of Judah, isn't he? But what does that mean? That means that Jesus spiritually is king of the jungle. 
And when he leads, what do all of us animals do? We follow him. We follow our new King Jesus, the King, the Lion of Judah. We have someone in life to follow. And when Jesus says something to us, we don't simply turn away and say, man, that was awesome Jesus said that. We seek by the power of the Holy Spirit that God has given each one of us to follow what Jesus says, follow his example, follow what he does and copy him, mimic him. God has a vision for you to become a lion, the lion of Judah like he is. I want to share with you a scripture from Matthew 20, and this starts in verse 25. And the way Jesus positioned the scripture was this. He actually had a couple of brothers who were in the small circle of disciples that followed Jesus around. And this particular pair of disciples had a mom who really loved them and really wanted great things for them. In fact, the Bible says that she approached Jesus at one point and asked Jesus if these two brothers could sit at his right and his left in his coming kingdom. Now, she was advocating for her kids, kind of like we see parents do when they are screaming and yelling in support of their kids in Little League on the ball field. Yes, Johnny, go, 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 go. Get to first base no matter what. Even if the first baseman drops the ball, you run it out, right? Parents are on the sidelines cheering them on and making sure they know that they're loved and they're powerful and supported by their team. This is what this mom was trying to do with Jesus for her two kids. Jesus, I don't know what the coming kingdom looks like, but will you place my kids next to you in the most important seats? And here's what Jesus says in response. He says, you know about the rulers of the Gentiles. Think about the leaders that you interact with in your life. They hold power over their people. Their high officials order them around. Don't be like that, says Jesus. Instead, anyone who wants to be important among you must be your what? Servant. So Jesus takes the world and turns it upside down. He basically says this, even though you see examples in leadership of people who use that leadership to leverage things against you and make you feel like you are less, who try to coerce you, try to lead you by their power, even though we've all had experience with leaders like that, who tried to tell us what to do and leverage their power and their responsibility to get us to do stuff. And then we also have had, perhaps, leaders in our life who did the opposite, who got under us and lifted us up and encouraged us and supported us, who were not threatened by our gifts or by the power growing in us, but instead acknowledged that giftedness and lifted us up instead. Have you had that experience? This is what Jesus would call a servant leader, someone who leads by serving other people. And in fact, what Jesus was teaching that mom as she was cheering her kids on is if you're going to be great in the kingdom of God, you must descend so that Christ can do what? Ascend. You must decrease so that Christ can do what? Increase. You must lower and demote yourself so that Jesus can be promoted, so that Jesus can rise above and come out of you, come out of your life. You know, maybe you heard about a pastor who had a fallout in the past few months. His name is Bill Hybels. He was the planting pastor, the originating pastor of Willow Creek Church, um, 
up north of us here in the suburbs in South Barrington. He wrote a book that I absolutely loved back in the 90s, and I want to share a quote from his book for you just a moment. I just want to read it out for you. Bill said this, one way to track the pulse of a society is to measure its words. Their meanings and values change with the times and movements of history. Take the word servant, he said in quotes. Before complaint, I would even say entitlement. Before complaint became a national way of life, it was considered an honor to serve someone. There was no higher cause than to provide for the needs of others out of what? Out of love. Now, Bill Hybels ended his career with Willow Creek. He's 68 years old. He ended his career with Willow Creek Church on a low because he was part of a scandal with some behavior that he exhibited back in the 80s. And he was brought to public account for that behavior. But you look back over the course of his 40 years in ministry, so much stuff got accomplished in the life of this man. But interestingly enough, God doesn't allow humans to rise up in popularity in his kingdom above the name of Jesus. And sometimes he allows us to come down from high places in order that who can rise? Jesus. And if Bill were standing beside me here today, and what an honor I would consider that to be, if he were standing beside me today, I know he and I could shake hands and agree on that principle, that even if for some reason we fall, it's in light of the fact that Jesus can do what? Rise. And so the, the, the vision that God has for each one of us is that we start out as little lambs, little fuzzy lambs in his kingdom, and we grow and we change and we uh, emerge sometime later, years later, as lions. Those who command, those who lead, and those who protect, and those who serve. So that's my question for all of us today. No matter where you serve, whether you serve here at South Naperville, or serve in your neighborhood, or serve in your kids' school, or serve out in the community, taking cookies to the new neighbor that moved in across the street, or helping people out when they're down, especially around the holidays. No matter what you do to serve, whether you serve on Kid Street, or you sing, or you set up and tear down, or you run the board, or you do the multimedia, or you put a smile on and a name tag, and you greet people who come in the door, no matter what you do, what you're doing is you're living in the light of God's love and growing when you serve. When you serve, you are becoming everything God has made you to be. When you put the needs of others before your own for a short time and don't neglect your needs, but put the needs of others before yours for a short time and ask the question, what is needed? Let me be there to meet that need. You are serving. Look at what the other side says. When we look at the way human nature works, pride says this, other people can handle that job. Consumerism says this, it says, I'm here just to get something. And fear says this, I'm not qualified or ready or able to do what I'm being asked to do. But then Jesus comes along and does this and upends that idea, those ideas of the world, that I'm not good enough, that I'm not empowered by the Spirit enough, I'm not ready enough. Or I'm only here to get and not to give. Jesus takes those ideas and turns them up on their head and says this. I will go, Jesus says. I will give. I've got what it takes. And guess what? He gives the same power 
the same superhero power to you and me. So when you hear the voice in your head telling you, I'm not capable, I'm not ready, I'm not good enough, I don't have what it takes, you cast those thoughts out of your head, put them as far as the east is from the west, and remember what Jesus says, I'll go, I'm ready, I'll serve, I'll be there, and see where Christ might lead you into a new area, into a new place of service. I love what the Apostle Paul says in the very beginning of his letter to the Roman church. The Roman church was a mix of Jews and Gentiles, people who had a relationship with God and people who had no relationship with God and were hearing about Christ for the first time. Paul says this, I, Paul, am a devoted slave of Christ Jesus, or Jesus Christ, on assignment. Think about this for a second. I, Paul, am a devoted slave of Jesus Christ on assignment. And look at what it says next. It says that he is authorized as an apostle to proclaim God's words and acts. Now, what's an apostle? An apostle is someone who's sent to plant a new ministry, to sent to plant a new church back in the times of Christ. Some would also consider an apostle someone who actually heard from Jesus's words from his mouth and also saw Jesus act in person and was an eyewitness and then went and shared that good news and planted churches with that good news. But for you and I, the idea is very much the same. Whether you think of yourself as a lamb or a lion, whether you're currently serving now or not, God's got his designs on you. He's got his prescription for life on you. He's got the way in which you are to live your life laid out for you. And that way is always and ever through Jesus because of what Jesus has done. You see, you are authorized to serve. You are empowered to serve. And as you consider yourself a servant of Jesus, then what you find yourself doing and being is a servant to others in Jesus' name. So what does that mean? It means that the very words and acts of God are shared with other people through us, and sometimes we use words. It means that the very acts and words of God are shared with you and me, and then through you and me to other people. And sometimes we even use words. It means that we serve each other. We find new ways to serve and to be there for other people who need to hear and see the words and acts of God. And when God brings people like that into our lives, we all have them. It's a clarion call for you and me. It's a call to serve. It's a call to make those cookies and take them across the street. It's a call to treat somebody a meal to a meal who's hungry. It's a call to sit and listen to someone who needs emotional and relational support and can receive that through you, through the Holy Spirit's work in you. It's through you being a superhero, through you having the power to share God's words and acts with someone else in the name of Jesus. So my question for you today, friend to friend, is this. Where are you serving in your life? Do you have a place to serve, a role to serve in that you are gifted for and feel empowered by? Does the cup of your life get filled up when you serve in that particular way? Do you have that role? If you do, then today 
we band together and we praise God for that work in you. We love what God is doing in you and we support it and we get behind you and lift you up in it. And if you don't have that place in your life yet, don't fret. You're still a lion in the making. God has his designs on you. He wants greatness for you. And he wants you to understand, just like we've understood from Jesus, that as we descend into servanthood, who rises? Jesus in his name. He becomes famous. He becomes a name that is known among the Gentiles. Those who don't know God. And God uses humble you and me to accomplish that amazing superhero act. Today, as you came into worship, I pass out a little tool that we use called I'm Ready to Serve. Now, if you're already serving at Trinity South Naperville or serving in your community, I want you to just take a look at this anyway. God may be empowering you to replace yourself in your current ministry to raise up somebody who's new to serving to replace you so that you can then grow into another area of ministry. Or maybe your position to grow in leadership in the ministry you're serving in right now. What I'd ask you to do is this. As we close and as we sing, I'd ask you and invite you to take a look at that sheet. I'm ready to serve and reassess where it is God has called you to serve in his kingdom. This is something that we get to do every year on Superhero Sunday. And why do we do it? We do it because we want to stay fresh with the work of the Holy Spirit through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, working in your heart and mind. We want to stay fresh with the work of the Holy Spirit as he grows us and changes us and leads us to become lions from lambs. So as we gather together now, after we pray and sing, as we sing, I'd ask you to just take an inventory with the Holy Spirit. Where am I serving in life? Take a look at the roles that are there on that sheet. I'm ready to serve. Take a pen, if you will, and check off three areas that might be of interest to you. And put your name on there, put your contact information on there. And then as the offering plate comes around, you know that you can put prayer requests in there as well as offerings if you'd like to. But also put that serving card in there if you're ready to take a step forward. Can we agree to do that today in the name of Jesus? Amen and amen. Fantastic. I love serving with you. It is an honor and a pleasure to serve with you at Trinity South Naperville. For those who are new, Trinity South Naperville is a little bit more than two years old. We have a wonderful early childhood center that's four and a half years old that meets out at 95th and Brook Road, just a little east of us here. But we've been meeting here for a little bit more than two years, and God is growing us. He's growing us not only in numbers and in influence in the community, He's growing us as servants. And there's no other group of people I would rather serve with than you. You are my spiritual family. And I'm so grateful for you and what God has done in and through you in 2019. So I praise him for you and praise him for our family. Would you join me in prayer and in praise for that right now? Dear Jesus, thank you so much for what you've given us here. Thank you for 2019 and the things that you've accomplished in us and through us. Thank you for giving us new ways to serve, ways that are inventive, that are fun and exciting. Thank you for giving us opportunities and possibilities we've never thought of before. Thank you for the new necessities pantry that's coming to Nequa Valley High School that we'll be stocking and managing. Thank you for the way that we have built a relationship through you with this school system here. 
how we're seen as a blessing in their eyes. And they likewise are a blessing to us, giving and providing this opportunity to meet in their building. Thank you for the opportunity to serve in the community, in our neighborhoods where we live. And thank you for the opportunities weekly as we get together and serve on Sunday mornings on Kid Street and out front and in praise team and in back behind the booth and all the new ways that you will empower us to serve in 2020. So God, we lift up this new year to you and thank you for the year that is now closing and exiting. We close it and we walk into a new year in the name of Jesus. For it's in his name we pray and together we say, amen and amen.